Okay, here we go. Today's daf is daf Mem Beis, page 42. And we pick up on the bottom of Mem Aleph Amud Beis. And let's just get our heads back in the sugya, back in the topic over here. We were discussing that we the Gemara had a shaila facing ourselves off the Mishnah in the middle of, the, of Amud Beis. That the Mishnah had told us the Sayyir Hamishtalech, the Sayyir Lazozo that got sent away. So after the lots were drawn, placed on each animal, they would position the Sar Mishtaleach towards the eastern gate, the Shar Niknar, because it would exit through that gate, and they tied a red strip of wool to it. The Mishnah said, and the Sar Lashem got positioned in its gate as well to head towards the Mizbech. The Gemara had asked, what about it? When we say the same way it's, the Sar Lazozal is positioned to go out east, the Sar Lashem is positioned to go out towards the Mizbech, was there also a strip of wool on the head of the Sari Lashem or not? Because the Mishnah did not say that specifically. The Mishnah seemed to imply there's similarities in what we do to position them, but it only said specifically by the Sari Lazozo that we tied a, a strip of red wool. Rabbi Yosef responded, okay, this is just getting ourselves back into the sugya. Rabbi Yosef responded that he doesn't have a direct proof, but according to logic, he would say that... Um, that it went on both of their heads as well. It went on the, the head of the Sar Lashem, also had a strip of wool. That led us onto the sugya, letting us know that not only by the Lashem and Lazazo was there red, was there a tongue of red wool, but we even needed red wool by a para aduma. That was how we ended off yesterday's daf. And continuing on, we're now going to have a new statement with uh, a little bit of an addition to that idea. So here we go. Three lines from the bottom of Mem Aleph Amud Beis. Ki Yasser Avdim Yamar Biyechinah. When Avdimi came, he said in the name of Biyechinah, Shalish Shoshani Shamati. I heard there are three tongues of wool. Achas Shapara, one of the Para Aduma. Ve'achas Shel Soira Mishaleach, one of the Soira Mishaleach. Ve'achas Shel Mitzayr. Okay, and one of the Mitzayr that also there was red wool that uh, would be used. And for the Mitzayra to become Tahar. In order for it to become Tahar, he also needed wool. All right, says the Gemara. Achas Mishkalasarazuz. One of these red wools needed to have a weight of tenzos. The Achas Mishkal Shnei Sloim. One needed to have a weight of ten Sloim. The Achas Mishkal Shekel. And one had to weigh a shekel, but in the farish, and I don't really know fully what I'm saying. Okay? Basically, I know there's three different weights. One is asarazuz, one is tuslam, one is a shekel. I'm not sure the particulars of this, what gets what. Okay. Says the Gemara, he also Ravin. So when Ravin came, again, Ravdimi was courting Rav Yechanan. And he says, I remember Rav Yechanan. Okay. Says Ravin Mishmeder of Yainasan. He explains what's going on here in the name of Rav Yainasan. Let's turn to today's daf. Shalpara, the red wool of the Paraduma, Mishkal Asarazus. That's what had to weigh 10 Zus. Now, what did they do with the Paraduma? Let's remind ourselves from yesterday. The, there was red wool that was needed to tie together the bundle of hyssop and the cedar wood. And it was put directly into the flame and burnt. So the amount of wool that needed to be burnt was 
ten had to be val- had to have a weight of ten zuz. And the sar mishtaleach needed to have enough wool that weighed ten that weighed two slaim. Okay. Now we learned that yesterday again that it was divided. Okay. So I'm going to assume here that lazazel, what's called the sar mishtaleach, got one zuz of wool, and lashem was then you know divided in half. The sar lashem also got a zuz. Okay, and the um, the wool of the mitzayra needed to weigh just a shekel. Amar v'yechen b'ligi b'ad Rav Shimon Chalafta v'Rabbanon b'Vara v'yechen says Rav Shimon Chalafta and Rabbanon argue about how much wool you need for the para aduma. Chad Amar Mishkal Asara v'Chad Amar Mishkal Shekel. One says you need tenzos. One says you need the weight of a shekel. Okay. And the simonich echad hamar bevechad hamamit, and the way to remember in this simon is echad hamar bevechad hamamit, which is a general expression of whether you do a lot, whether you do a little. Some people are capable of doing, some people are capable of doing less. The bottom line is, as long as we have our hearts lashamayim, as long as we have our hearts towards hakadosh baruch. Okay, Amar lei Rav Yirmiyah midifti leRavina Yirmiyah midifti says Ravina lei bepara fligi ele besar meshalei fligi. The machlekas about tenzos and sh- or whether it's a shekel of wool is not concerning the para aduma. Rather, it's a machlekas about the sarah mishdalech. Vahu yoyma noch nafshe the ravio barkisi, and the machlekas took place on the day that Rabbi barkisi died. Vahanchuba simona, and they made a simon out uh, to remember this machlekas happened on the day that Rabbi died, and the simon was Rabbi barkisi. Mechaper kisoir hamishdaleach. Rabbi Barkisi is mechaper, as we know, and I don't really have a full grasp on this. I'm gonna give a little disclaimer that the death of a tzaddik is a kapara somehow on Klal Yisrael. Maybe it's because they carry us, right? And uh, a, the the way we define a gadol. What does a gadol mean? A gadol is somebody who's bigger than themselves. It's not just them, but they're really part of us. So when somebody uh, when somebody big dies, we also are losing a part of ourselves. Maybe, maybe in that way, it's a kapara. I'm not so sure the you know uh, the extent that this goes to, but that's how they remembered this. That Ravi Barkisi died on the day that there was a machlaikas about whether or not the um, the the uh, as far as what's the measurement for the wool on the sar hamishdaleach Yom Kippur the kapara. So that's the machlekes, not about the paraduma. The machlekes is concerning the sara mishdalech. Why did the Gemara only get arguing at least two? Be- because of the sara lashem, because it was divided in half. Oh, that's what they're arguing. Okay, sorry. No, I'm saying is, is that your question? No, my question is: is if you have three options and they argue in one, one says it's it's what two just two shekel, tenzos shekel, right, and the other one says something else, then that means they have to be arguing about. Another well, the one third one could remain, remain the same. The third one could remain the same. Right. Two. Okay. Yeah, 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 absolutely. All right. Um, Rabbi Yitzchak said, okay, we're going to go on a little bit of a different discussion now. Being that we had a discussion, we're not sure about the weight of how much red wool needs to be there um, by these mitzvahs. We're now going to discuss other things that uh, we were not sure about in their measurements and where they apply. Um, Rabbi Yitzchak says, I heard that there's two types of shechitas. Achas shel para, v'achas shel parai. There's one type of shechita that was needed for the paraduma. Other type of shechita is needed for the par of Yom Kippur. Achas k'shira bazar, v'achas p'sula bazar. 
I heard that the difference is, is that one of these animals, either the paraduma or the bull of the Kayin Gazel on Yom Kippur, is allowed to be shechted by a non-Kayin, and one's not. I'm not really sure which one's which. Okay, says the Gemara. Itmar, we learned. Shechitas para uparai. When it comes to the paraduma and the par of the Kayin Gazel, Rabbi Shmuel, Machikistin Rabbi Shmuel, Chadamar para psula parai kshera. One says that... Um, the paraduma is going to be puzzle, parai is kosher, v'chadomar parai psula, para kshera. So this that you're not sure about is fine that you're not sure because we actually have a machlaikas between Rav and Shmuel. Says the Gemara, this time, now we, we don't know who holds what. Says one holds this, one holds that. Says the Gemara, let's prove psula. let's say that Rav's the one who says that the paraduma needs to be shechted by a kayin. Why? Damar of Zeira Shechitas Para Bizar Psula. Zeira says the Shechita of the Para by a non Kayan is possible. V'Amar Rav Allah, V'Amar Rav Allah, and Rav and Rav said about that on that Elazar v'Chuka Shaninu Ba Elazar and Chuka Chayk is a decree. We learned about it. Okay, so you see that Rav holds that the Shechita of the Para is not allowed to be done by a czar. Now, what is, the, what is this thing with a lazar and chukah? So a lazar, we know, is a lazar ben Aaron, Hakayin. So he's, uh, that word is going to refer to strictly kayhanim uh, shechting it. And when it says zeis chukas hatayra, um, it means that it's, uh, the word zeis means this is how it has to be. So if it says a lazar and it says the word zeis, says Rav, that uh, that has to be specific to a kite. But maybe the bull on Yom Kippur doesn't. Okay. Granted, according to Rav, it says para v'chuka. However, by paroi, by the, by the par of the kain gobel, nami haksiv aroin v'chuka. We have the pasuk where it says, Aaron should bring us parachatas asher loi. Right? Aaron brings his, his uh, karbon chatas. And then it says, He used those words as well. So why by a Lazar and Chayk do we say it's specific to a Kayin? But by Yom Kippur, when it says Aaron v'chayk, all of a sudden the Zar is allowed to kick in? What, what does that mean? Answer the Gemara, Shechit very chosh. Consistent with what we've been learning. And that is, the Shechita itself of a Karbon Chatos is not an essential Part of the Avaida. The essential part of the Avaida starts with the Kabbalah Saddam. All right? And therefore, by the Avaida and the Beis HaMikdash, we can, just because it says Aaron and the Chaik, doesn't necessarily limit me to being Kaihanan. Ah, Yochi Paranami. So what about the Paraduma? Shiny Parad, the Kachi Bedek Abayi, you see. Yeah, the part is different because it is Kachi Bedek Abayi. And since it's Kachi Bedek Abayi, ready for this? It's not a carbon. It's a standard avayda. And therefore, if it says a lazar and chayk, it's telling me this part of the Bedek Abayis must be done by a kayin. Again, it's not a matter of shechita and the Kabbalah Saddam. It's just a whole different, it's a different game that we're playing. It's, a, you know, it's baseball and football. The, the, you, you, can't, you can't ask a question one to the other. Says the Gemara, I v'lav kol dechein hu. But shouldn't you make a kavachaymer anyway, and make a kavachaymer, and say that um, if it's not a carbon, it must be done by a kayin, how much more so the paranyum kipper uh, needs to be, because we're going to assume that a carbon is more machmer than bedek abayis, and if the bedek abayis is limited to a kayin, 
So to the parish we limited the kain. Amar of Shisha Braid Ravidi. Rav Shisha Braid Ravidi says, Midi Dahave Amar Ois Nigaim. No, there's no Kalvachimer here. Why? Because the same way you find by Maris Nigaim, the Lava Vaidi Yubai Kahana. Yeah? By, by a Mitzayr. Somebody gets Saras. So what's the halacha? The halacha is, is that you take it to a kain, the kain has to be the one to declare it Tomei or Tomei. Is that a Vaida? No, no Shaykhis. It's just a completely separate halacha. Completely separate halacha needs to be done specifically by a kain. And therefore, you can't make a kavachaymer because you could, you're, just, you're just dealing with a different set of rules. So, says a like this. Remember, let's go back. A few lines ago, we said we had a machaykavstin rab and shmuel. Chad Omar, right? Let's look back a few lines. Last word on the word line is uh, right under itmar. Itmar at the end of the line with the little aleph there. Go underneath it. It says, Rabu Shmuel, Charamar Para Psula, Para Iksheira, Charamar Para Psula, and Para Iksheira. And we tried saying that we have a proof that Rab is the one who says that the Para Aduma would be Puzzle, but the Para of the Kayim would be Kosher. Now, by default, what that means is Shmuel is going to be the one who says that the Para of the Kayim is Puzzle, if done by Azar, but the Para Aduma can be done by Azar. Okay, that's by default. So let's look at the default side and see whether that, that will pan out. According to what we're saying, that Shmuel is going to be the opinion who says Parai is puzzle. So why by the par when it says that it says the word Aram and it says Chaik, which that must be Shmuel's source that the par on Yom Kippur needs to be done by a Kayan. Okay? Let's go the other way now. Says the Gemara, Shani Asam, there's different. He shechts it in front of him. It's got to be shechted in front of the Kayan. Says Shmuel, doesn't mean the Kayan has to be the one who shechts. Rather, what it means is that he shechts it in front of him. Who shechts it in front of who? The Israel shechts it in front of the Kayan. Okay? But you don't need Mamish. That the Kayan's sh- uh, shechting it. Oh, so now we got to go back to Rav, classic Gemara style. It says Gemara of Rav, and Rav, who says that he shechted in front of him, he holds that Imam Shekayan has to do it. What is he going to learn out? He says, no, you know what it means? Shaloya siach That's all it means. All it means is not to be das, that you need the Kayan while he's shechting it to make sure that he knows what he's doing. He's not supposed to wear your tefillin and be thinking about the cardinal score. Right? You got to make sure that you know. Uh, that, that you're keeping your mind on what's going on. Okay, beautiful. So let's go back on Shmuel. How does Shmuel know this halacha? Because he already used up that basuk. Gishmak. Shmuel no longer has a verse to say that the, you, you can't be Messiah das. You can't take your mind off of the mitzvah. So where's he going to get it from? Naftalei. Mi besaraf esapara le'enav. In front of his eyes. In front of his eyes means you've got to be focused. That's, where, that's how we focus on things. V'rav chad b'shchita v'chad b'shrefa. Rav's going to say, you know what it means? Le'enav. You know what that means? It means one's referring to the shechita and one's referring to the sreifa. Okay? Meaning, you got to keep your mind on it by the shechita and the sreifa of the uh, of the par. Utricha. And it's got to tell me both by the shechita and the sreifa. Why? Because if the Torah would have only written not to be Mesiach Das by the shechita, Mishum I'll say it's important. You know why? Because everything follows the Ascholah. Yeah? You gotta, you're starting out. When you started out, you got to make sure 
you do it right. But by the burning, which is ready towards the end, I'll say, listen, um, I would say, uh, you, you don't need to be so careful about us. You, you already got your rive of the Avaidin. You know, you already, you already got rive, and if you don't have das, so it's okay. So therefore, tricha. Therefore, the Torah has to give us a pasuk and say no, no. This is Rav's understanding again. Now, what do you? What does it mean? Le'enov. The shreifa has to be done. Le'enov. He's got to know. He's got to be aware. Because of Rachman of the shreifa, if the Torah would have only written that he can't be Messiah das at the end, I would say, ah, Misham dahashtu bara. Because it's the burning of the bara aduba that's turning it into the ashes. Right? It's the what we call keeping with the sports analogy. It's the closer. Closer's got a very important position. Right, you got to make sure that it's, that's, that's what's going to seal the game over here. But the shechita, which is just starting us out, in Malay, I would say you don't need, hesach, uh, you're allowed to have hesachadats, that you're allowed to take your mind off it. Therefore, it comes along the pasuk, says Rav, and we, we need two psukim. One to teach me in the beginning, and one to teach me at the end. Okay, period. End of that shakravataria, that back and forth. At this stage, what we are coming out with, let's keep, our eye, let's keep our minds wrapped around what the goal was. The goal was going back to that itmar, the middle of the Yomud, which was, um, Reb Yitzchak says, I heard there's two shechitas, shtei shechitas shamati, I heard that there's two shechitas, one of the paraduma, one of the parim kippur, one could be done by Zor, one not, but I'm not sure what it is. And we tried saying that Rav is, the Machlekes Rav and Shmuel. So this whole, this back and forth has ultimately been there to show us this Machlekes Rav and Shmuel and who holds what, period. All right. Now, once we're talking about Hesach and keeping your mind on the Avaida when we're in front of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, okay? Again, hopefully this will be very practical for us today with the coming of Mashiach. Even if Chas V'Sholem Mashiach does not come, it's very practical for us to keep in mind the importance of when we do our mitzvahs and we're at Abdei Hashem, you know, each minute of the day to, to keep HaKadosh Baruch Hu in our minds for our Avaidah. Yeah, both when we start and when we finish throughout. It's important to uh, not only during davening, right? To know before who we stand in front of who we, we toil and connect with. All right. Says the Gemara, this, that it is crucial and essential to not have hesachadas, to not take our mind off the mitzvah by the paraduma, what is that coming to exclude? What's coming to exclude? It seems like it's a chiddush here, right? Teresa, tell me, there can't be hesachadas by the paraduma, beginning and the end. So, well, if it's so important to Teresa, tell me that by paraduma I can't take my mind off it, there must be places where it's okay to. Okay? And what is that coming to exclude? Something about lemute mai. Ilema lemute asifas afra. If you're going to say that you don't need focus on the mitzvah when you're gathering the ashes, umiloi mayim lekidush, or the pouring of the water into the ashes to make it now a para aduma mixture, lemishmeres lemeinidaksiv. It says, Lemishmeresh Lemenida. If you look at the very top line in Rashi, You got a mamish, like it's got to be Shmura Matzah, yeah? You need Shmura offer. 
So you see that you got to keep your mind on it. Can't take your mind off it throughout. So why is the Pasuk telling me specifically in the beginning and the end? It's becoming to exclude the middle part. Even these parts in the middle need das. Answers the Gemara. Ella, rather, you know what it's coming to exclude? It's coming to exclude when you put the hyssop and the cedar wood into the, and the string into the fire with the para aduma. That part, if you don't have das, it's still kosher, it's still valid. Okay? Why? The lav gufa, the para, it's not a part of the para itself. And therefore, if, if there would be hesachadas, the avaida, would still be valid. Okay. Beautiful. Period. End of that uh, back and forth, that particular discussion uh, concerning the Hesachadas um, of the Para Aduma and the Machlaikas Ravanshma. Here we go. Itmar. Itmar, we learn three lines from the top of Membezum Shchitas para bizarre. If the para duma shechted by an ankoin, Ravami Amar Kira, Ravami says it's fine. Rav Yitzchak Nafcha Amar Psula, Ula Amar Kshira, Ravami Lapsula. Ula, we have Machlokes. What he says, okay? Rav Machlokes says to which side of the Machlokes he's part of. Now, the reason why this is a new Itmar, a new statement, is we already see the connection, but previously we just explained that it's Machlokes Rav and Shmuel who were earlier on my run. And right now we're learning that there's later Amairam as well who, are, who are arguing in the halacha of the para about um, shchitas para. Mosav Rabbi Yeshua Barabba L'Siula Rabbi Yeshua Barabba tries to bring a proof to Rav. He says, in the mi mehosh kibish. Okay? Let me slow down. Let's, let me break up that statement. In the Ella, I would only know, the sprinkling of the Mayim, the sprinkling of the water, the sprinkle the water, if a woman does it, it's not a valid sprinkling, as, as if a man does it. Okay? Meaning a man has to do the sprinkling, and a woman is not allowed to be the one who sprinkles. And it's also only kosher by day. Okay. Minayin, what's the source? L'rabai shechitasa, to include the shechita of the paraduma. The kabbalah's dama, and catching the blood. Vazaz dama, and sprinkling. Usrei fasa, and the burning. Vashlocha seitzeres, ve'eza, ve'shitzelas. And throwing the hyssop, the cedar, and the wool into the fire. How do I know that these are all parts of the paraduma and how do I know these also need to be done during the day? Okay, now the reason why this is a strong question is because remember just a couple minutes ago, just a few lines ago, we expressed that, that uh, the cedar, the hyssop, and the wool is not part of, part, is not part of the para, and there, therefore hesachadas is not crucial. How do I know that even though, it's not in this, even though it's not part of the para, it still must be done by day? That's what all this information is leading us to. Talmud Leimar, Tyrus. Therefore, it says the word Taira. What does Taira mean? That it's one, one law. Everything has to be done the same. Yochalai, I think, Shani Marba, Afasifas, Ephra, Milamai, and the Kiddush. Maybe it includes all the 
the gathering of the ashes, the water. This needs to be done by day. Why are you including the shechita, so on and so forth, and excluding the gathering of the ashes? Right? You're using the word tyrant to include some, and so I used to exclude others. Would you make up your mind which ones are included or excluded? So the Gemara says, Once the Torah gave a reboy, now what's the reboy? The word reboy is tyrant. Okay? The word reboy is tyrant. And then it says, miyat, which is the word zeis. Amarta, I'm going to say, Really, we should learn out all the halachas from the sprinkling of the water. What's the halacha of the sprinkling of the water? We know that the sprinkling needs to be done by a man during the daytime. So I would say, let's include everything else. Okay? Since we know that they're not kosher by a isha like an ish, the same way, anytime you're going to have that something that must be done by a man, then it needs to be done by day. Now let's pause for a minute. How do we know these things need to be done by men? Because if we go back, remember we learned earlier that this was the chayk that needed to be done by a lazar. So a lazar is also telling me it needs to be done by a zacher. It needs to be done by a kayan, not a kayanis. And I know to exclude the gathering the ashes and the mixing of the water. Since if a woman does do it over there, it's kosher, if, uh, if it would be valid. So ksherim nami bayam ubalayla they taka would be halacha la halacha kosher to do these parts of the um, para aduma by night as well. Is that a weird language? Beseir. So where do we see from? Uh, what, what do you see from here? That there are certain things that are included and certain things that are excluded. Says the Gemara. Why did we quote all this? Why did we quote all this? The reason why we quoted on this is because. Rabbi Yeshua Bar Abba tried being, bringing a siyu ala rav. Right? This was six lines on the top of the page. Right? That we were going in to get into this. He tried to bring a proof for rav. Now says the Gemara, where's the proof over here? Okay, where's the proof? Baha'i mai tiyufta. Where's the proof to rav over here and the disproof to shmuel? Ilema, if you're going to say, mi dipsulim be'isha. If you're going to say the disproof to Shmuel and the proof to Rav is that Shechita is puzzled by a woman nami bizarre. it's also puzzled by a Zar we know that it doesn't work by a non-kain or a woman why don't we say the sprinkling of the water should disprove that Okay, or Techiach really means to prove that it's not true why? because they're puzzled by a woman uksherim bizarre. They're puzzled by a woman, but they're still kosher by a czar. So you could still say that you find parts of the Avaida that if, let's say, a woman does a shechita, the shechita is not valid. But if Yisrael does shechita, it's going to be valid. So you see that Yisrael and a woman are not always in the same category. So the whole proof, here, let's talk this outside. The whole proof to Rav would be with the assumption that the shechita of a woman and the shechita of a czar always go hand in hand. But here you see it's not true, and therefore there's no disproof on 
Shmuel, I'm Rabbi, Hainu Tiyofte. Rabbi says, and I'll tell you why um, Rav Yeshua Bar Abba is going to be a proof to Rav and a disproof to Shmuel. Because Isha, my time. What is the reason that a woman is not allowed to do the Shechita? Because a Lazar, Isha. Because it says by the Paraduma, a Lazar had to Shechita and not a woman. Zarnami, a Lazar, Velayizar. So even though, granted, you do find other times where when a, a czar shechts it, it's different than a woman shechting it, but specifically by paraduma, they're in the same, they're in the same boat. Because both Isha and czar are excluded from the same word. Since Isha and czar are excluded from the same word, if one's going to be included, the other one's going to be in lockstep with it. And it's going to be included as well. Hence, that is um, Reb Yeshua Barabbas' proof to Rav. Okay. Now, let's get into Paraduma, okay? Because right now, what we need to wrap our minds around, let's take a step back. What we need to wrap our minds around is the Gemara has just thrown a ton of information at us concerning the Paraduma, okay? And we learned that there are certain parts of the Paraduma that if done by a a woman at night are kosher, other ones are puzzle, there's certain things, and the Gemara just listed in this, in this a lot of information, right? The mixing of the waters, and the sprinkling, and the, uh, the, the gathering of the ashes, and which ones are gone. Now what the Gemara is going to do for us is, like, take a step back and say, okay, let, let's go through this avayda. Let's go through it. Now that we know which, this is for, this is not kosher woman does it, this, this is done by this, this is done by that. Let's go through the the uh, steps of the paradum. All right. Amarula. Ula says, Kol ha-parsha kula. The entire parsha, over here it means the topic of the paraduma. Mashma, you will hear, you will find. Maitzi miyad mashma umashma memel. There are some times where halachos that are excluded are going to be just mashma, that it's not directly telling me what's, uh, you know, what's permitted to be done with what and what's not. And sometimes it is, okay? So sometimes you can look at it and imply and be mashma something from it itself. And sometimes you'll, you'll hear it just because you said this, that could imply that something else is not. Meaning, there's a lot of halachos here that are not directly in the psukim, but can be understood from the way the psukim are written. Okay. You should give the para aduma to a lazar hakayin. What does it mean? It seems I saw Lazar, the Lazar. Only that para aduma was given to a Lazar. Okay, that's what I would imply. But other in later generations, you don't need a kain. Okay, maybe. Or another way you can um, you can uh, imply Or you could say one second. Um, Who's doing the Abayda? Doesn't mean only somebody who has the status of a Lazar. And how do you even understand what it means to have a status of a Lazar? Doesn't mean 
that you need to be a kain gadol, or vikidarim ledaris begain edyet, or does it mean you don't need a kain gadol for later generations? Okay. So a lot of these psukim you can imply one way, or you can imply the opposite. Bishlama, it's understandable. Lamanda Omar ledaris begain edyet shapir. It makes sense if you hold later generations to be done by kain edyet. Okay. So then, uh, the, the way that we've been understanding this is all fine and dandy. But if you're going to say that the same way the first paraduma needs to be brought by, an, uh, by somebody of that status, and it needs to be done by a kain gadol, why? Why would he make the drusha that way? Very interesting, Shiloh Gemara. It's not a common question. Nor says, oh, why would you make the drusha? Okay, that's your viewpoint, right? People have different views. Why would you choose to darshan it that way that it must be a kain gadol? Answers the Gemara, Gamar chuka chuka miyamakipurim. He learns out chuka chuka from Yom Kippur. And just like the Avayda of Yom Kippur needs to be done by a kain gadol, so too the Paraduma needs to be done by a kain gadol. Ay, vahaitzi yaiso. Then the Pasuk says that the kain takes it out. It means he takes it out, and that's the only par that's taken out. All right? You can't take out any other animal. Like we learned in a Mishnah. <laughs> what happens if the paraduma doesn't want to follow the kaya? You can't say, okay, let's gather some friends here. And uh, start walking, and this way we'll be able to convince the para. The paraduma is saying, "Listen, I don't know who my friends behind." You know, so can you bring other animals? Can you bring a black one with it? You're not allowed. Otherwise, people are going to say, "Oh, look at the kind. He's walking out with a black animal for paraduma." They might see aduma. You can't take out a paraduma. So you can't take out two paradumas together because you're not allowed to shecht two paradumas. Okay. Rabbi Aimer, Rabbi says, no, that's not the reason. It's not a matter. It's just, you know why? Because here's the question. It says, I saw, boom. It and it alone. According to Tanakama, who says, oh, it's that it's just a piece of We don't want people making mistakes. Why don't you just look at the word I saw? And that's the reason why you can't take out animals with it. The Gemara says, Man Tanakama, Rabbi Shimon, he did Darish, time made the crow. Yeah, Rabbi Shimon may be is using the word I saw, but he dashes time at the cross. He's giving us the reason why. And you can't take out, the reason why the Torah says I saw, you can't take out any other animal is for this logic. Okay, very interesting. So, but one second, pause for a minute. It comes out, there's no machlekes. Because Rabbi Shimon and the Tanakama, uh, I'm sorry, the Tanakama and, Re- and Rebbe are saying that it's Zalbazach. Like we're, we're saying the Tanakama is Rabbi Shimon, and he's agreeing to I saw, okay? So, but then they're agreeing with the Pasuk. Except Rav Shimon's giving a reason for the Pasuk. So Gemara asks, my benayu. So now, what's the Machlaikis? So if they're agreeing on the Pasuk, what's going to be an afkamina between them? So Gemara says, the difference is going to be top of tomorrow's daf, the apik chamor bahadah. It is. According, yeah, according to the Tanakhama that's following the Rav Shimon's thing, that there's a svara and the time made the cross, that, oh, people shouldn't start making mistakes. So if I would be permitted to take an animal, that nobody's ever going to make a mistake about. But as opposed to an animal that people would make a mistake about, that's, that's, uh, where, it, uh, that's where it kicks in. That, in other words, that's where 
the machikos would be Rebbe says I saw, and not with a donkey. Even a donkey can't walk out. It alone. But if you tash in time at the crow, then you would be stuck with it. Okay, we'll hold it here for today and tomorrow. Hashem, we will continue on with further examples of these psukim and how they can be implied both as a regular mashma, uh, regular um, you know implication, and sometimes the how the mashma goes the opposite way. Hashem will pick up tomorrow evening at seven p.m. Have a wonderful, wonderful day.